to another episode of the Granny Panty Podcast. I'm your host, Ruby Lynn. I want to do my shameless plug and ask you to subscribe because I definitely want to keep you here and you'll get notified about all the new episodes. I'm super excited about today's guest. Wow. Um, from porn to wrestling to podcasting, I can't wait to just dive in and hear her story and learn more about her. So help me welcome Jasmine St. Clair. Hi, thank you so much for having me on today. I'm so excited to be here. <laughs> I am excited to learn more about you. Um, I was doing a little research. Um, I think we have a friend in common, Lainey. Yeah, and that was so much fun. You guys like totally rock it. It was so cool. Yes, that was, she had emailed and said, you need to, you need to talk with her about the same time that I popped onto your Twitter. So it all worked out perfect. But tell me a little bit about yourself. Um, like I, you know, porn to wrestling to podcasting. Let's just dive in. Yeah, it's really crazy because, um, I mean, podcasting, it's such a thing you never would have imagined years ago, you know, and content creating and all this other stuff. So it's a very wild world. So, um, you know, after after porn, I'd actually had two other careers. I worked as a VJ on MTV in Brazil, working with heavy metal bands and other um, heavy metal, I guess, uh, publications in the States and in Brazil, Europe. And uh, I lived in Europe for a while. Then I returned to acting about three years ago, four years ago. So it's been really crazy. With adult, I obviously got started when I was working at a strip club in Manhattan in the 90s when it was amazing then. It was a way better time and it had features. So I would always speak to the features and so forth. Um, and, you know, it was a great way to monetize that era. Now it's not that type of era now. I don't know what we're looking at because I don't follow the business as much. Mm -hmm. I, I speak to a lot of girls that are in it. Um you know, then it's just that whole transition into pro wrestling. It was just time to kind of, you know, get out and yeah. like move on. And, you know, so I did. And then, you know, I find myself 25 years later back with pro wrestling again, which is fun. I, I think it's great. It, it's kind of like a drug. People always ask, why do you go back to that? Because it's a drug, mm -hmm. to be quite frank with you. And, you know, it's uh, for those of us who don't do the drugs, that is the drug. Right. You know? But it's been an incredible journey. Um, I would say the adult industry in that time in the 90s was at its mm -hmm. high point. And it was so much fun. It was so great and so glamorous. And mm -hmm. yeah, I, I, I kind of miss the conventions, sort of, but it's not the same. Now. <laughs> I, <laughs> bet, I bet. I yeah. bet. And so um, are you actually wrestling now again? You said you kind of transitioned back or are you more in the management position? Management, like as a manager, right? Like a Miss Elizabeth type. Yeah, mm -hmm. obviously. I'll always be used as a manager and that's fine. I mean, I took classes. I've wrestled a few matches, but mm -hmm. um, I mean, I like the management aspect. It's way more fun. Yeah. And it seems like people who love wrestling, like they love it forever or they're involved in it. Um, I follow a few different creators who do both porn and wrestling or, you know, have some mixture of the two and definitely like wrestling is a passion for them. So that's exciting. <laughs> um, do you do only fans? I mean, have you been a creator that's trans 
transitioned into that. No. no, I don't consider myself a creator, really. I mean, I get gifted so many different items to use, but I don't use them. And I do use them, but I will not go posting crazy about it unless I think it personally works. Um, right. I, you know, creator, it's such a loose term. I um. Uh, I'm sorry. What was the question? (laughs) (laughs) It was mostly just, I I, I reserve the domain, but I don't do anything. It's just too time consuming. And given my background and stuff, people are going to expect a certain, um, like certain things, which I do not Mm want to do. And I don't feel comfortable doing. It's fine for some people who want to do that. Um, same thing with exotica. I don't want to go there. It's like the last place you'd find me. You have girls like flashing their boobs and stuff. And right. I'd much rather people are going to expect me to do that. And I don't want to engage right. the energy of saying like no and arguing with someone about that, you know? Mm-hmm. So I was at one exotica, but I have friends that go to the other ones and I hear so many things. Yeah. I personally went to my first exotica a year <laughs> ago and I didn't even know what to expect, but it was like, uh, having only been in this, you know, the adult business for almost three years it was like, okay, I feel like I have to experience exotica, just like AVN coming in January, um, definitely going to AVN. And yeah. it's just because I need to see what, what have I missed? You know, I need to experience that. So it's not um, the same, by the way, when you go to AVN in January, it's not right. the same as what you see in, um, in movies or, you know, anything that looks remotely glamorous and fun, which it was. And I, I mean, the parties were insane. I bet. So being a, a porn um, star, I mean, you. I read that you're inducted into the Hall of Fame, AVN Hall of Fame in 2000. So congratulations. Oh, yeah. Thank you. <laughs> and I, can <laughs> imagine, I can imagine the 90s. I mean, I really wish I could rewind. I, I started in this industry so late at age 53. Um, I would give anything to be able to go back. Even to the 70s. I love watching oh. the old, old porn. Yeah, it's a different awesome. era. I, I miss Times Square the way it was. And I feel like when you start gentrifying neighborhoods that are notorious for one thing, you no longer smell like the urine and the the sweat and the grime and all that stuff. And it was really, um, it was a different era then. Yeah. And I wish that era was back because it made things more diverse since people really like using that term loosely these days. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Interesting. And so um, you mentioned, and I read also about you, were you writing for a rock magazine? You got into rock. And so tell us a little bit about that because I, 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 I love it. rock. <laughs> no, I, I, my first concert was Black Sabbath when I was like nine years old. So I never got into rock. I was really, I like, I grew up listening to it. Um, but I, uh, you know, it was an amazing time for me. I was writing for magazines, but don't forget, I was also hosting different shows, like from mm-hmm. radio shows to TV shows and inter- like interviewing the bands. Um, it was, it was really a dream gig. Um, yes. yeah, it was. And I just, it's, it was a very fun time for me. Um, I got into that because I was doing, uh, this web zine called metals dark side. It was a DVD zine. Then I was working on this other show, the metal scene TV show. Then I started like getting into all these ads for like coffin case guitar cases, which were really the in thing, Uh um, BC rich guitars. And I started writing, like transcribing the interviews for a magazine in Brazil, 
And uh, that's how everything just kind of exploded then for, for, uh, for Poland and here and there. So it's, it was fun. You know, it was really that great. Cool. And that's another thing I feel as though it's so, uh, it's so over polluted now with glorified groupies that just do it so they could have something cool to do and this and that. And it's like kind of the same thing when I first heard about podcasts, it fell on deaf ears with me. Um, And because everyone had a podcast and I still don't like go on everyone's show now because you just, it's at home. Remember Angeline, Billboard Queen in the 90s? The big blonde with that girl. It's, I kind of follow babies in the 90s. Okay. Okay. Well, she, um, you know, she, she had the right idea. Like you don't say yes to everything. So I just don't say yes to all these podcasts because then you get a lot of people that want to talk about things gratuitously or it's just some guy just like talking and talking and not knowing what to say next. I mean, am I really having a conversation with you? I just, <laughs> but I know I you're cool. Plus I look at your stuff and I listen to you and Lainey and I know Lainey is one of those people. She just doesn't do everything all the time, you know? Well, thank you. I am really glad you said yes. <laughs> it seems like fun and it's just, you know, I, I know what it's like also when you get people starting out with podcasts, um, And, you know, it's kind of hard to get guests. I've been in that situation, but I was very fortunate. So I like to kind of pay it forward to people. Um, Yeah. (laughs) Plus you're a friend of Lainey's. I don't even know how you guys found each other, but that just, it's it's She's my publicist. So, and I, okay, good. Yeah. And I found her through my social media coach, Romy Chase. So, you know, it's just that. Romy. Romy. Romy's an OnlyFans creator, uh, one of the top OnlyFans creators, and okay. she does okay. a coaching program, which a year ago I signed on with her. But um, yeah, I hope to make this podcast very unique, um, focusing mostly on mature women, you know, who have some aspect or have had some aspect of the adult creator industry. And it's kind of a passion of mine because having only entered this um, industry at age 53. I'll be 56 on Christmas. Um, Happy just, birthday. Well, thank you. <laughs> it's important for me, you know, um, it's kind of a passion project. So thank you. I appreciate that. So tell me um, about what your, what your focus is now. So the wrestling, can you tell us a little more about that? Yeah. You're getting back yeah. into it. Yeah, I work with XPW Wrestling, Extreme Pro Wrestling. I started there sort of, and then I was in ECW, then I went to XPW, then I went back to ECW, then I'm back in XPW. So it's a lot of death matches mostly. It's taken quite a turn. It's the mm-hmm. only extreme company on the market right now. Um, so I'm doing that, and we're on Fight TV. We also have monthly pay-per-views. Wow. And let's see, it's been really cool because I get to do a lot of conventions and sign and meet, you know, see my fans. Yes. Um, so it's been very productive. And, you know, I'm just still doing acting. I also have a one woman show called A Weird Kind of Fame. It's not okay. it's back in New York, like in April, then Chicago in May. I try to do it like once a month or every other month. So I'm focusing on that for next year and my podcast. Um I just finished a film and then it comes out early next year. Then I'm probably going to Europe uh, at the end of next year to just work on some other film projects or TV projects and some union. And um, it's been fun so far, you know, and 
one thing like I, I like I think the most interaction I have with people is on my podcast. It's really weird because outside of there, I don't really I mean, I mean, I just I have my motor. I ride my motorcycles and I just travel. I don't really do much of anything else. And I play with my cat. <laughs> and I learn languages like I do things because life's too short. And, you yeah. know, the pandemic showed that. But I think if I wasn't immature, I don't think I would have. You know, actually, you say this is for mature women. I hope it's like age wise, not emotionally, because I'm so down there age wise, mature level. <laughs> yeah, no, it is. It's age wise for sure, because I might, I'm 50, going to be 56, but I definitely don't think like no. a grandma. I am a grandma, but <laughs> um, yeah, I'm definitely a gilf. And that's kind of my niche, actually, in the adult world is the MILF gilf. So, um, that's awesome. so funny. So tell- <laughs> Tell us about your um podcast more. Like like I want to know, you know, who you who you have on there and yeah, just delve into that a little more because sure. I'm fascinated be, being a podcaster. I never thought I'd do a podcast either. I'm right? just like there's a million out there. I'd spend I know. listening to podcasts. <laughs> you know, it's just you got to there's this one this one thing I have, it's a saying, it's stay in your lane. And that's kind of what I do with my thing. I just focus on my own thing and just keep going. Right. I don't really pay attention to what other people are doing. Right. Um, it's called Crazy Train with Jasmine St. Clair. A new episode drops every Wednesday. It's crazy with a K. So like the first few episodes, my co-host, my ex-co-host, he just produces it now. Uh, he would interview me. So like the first four episodes, and it would be a lot about my life. And then I started bringing on wrestlers both current and retired. Um, some okay. adult film stars, a lot of classics that we like, like Brittany Andrews, Lisa Ann, Mr. Yeah. Marcus, um, and a lot of WWE divas, WWE wrestlers, mm-hmm. and some newer girls that are like in the alt erotica business, like Darcy Diamond was just on. And next week I have a female wrestler, uh, Nadia Sapphire. Then I have another girl who just returned. So I really like to mix it up. I've had a, uh, the guy who made like the largest bong in the world, Jerome Baker, um, oh. Chief Jin Chong. I've had comedy uh, comedians on there, writers. Like I actually like having writers on my show because mm-hmm. they're a lot of fun to talk with. One of them actually like penned fifty books from jail, and he's built an empire. This guy Seth Ferranti. He produced like wow. documentaries. So I really like having a variety of people. You just can't stick to one thing that's interesting, right? Right. Then I have a show on Rumble as well. So I talk about mostly hot topics in politics today. Mm-hmm. And I have all kinds of guests on there as well. I've had um, WWE wrestlers. I've had, um, God, who have I had? I've had like everyone, so many people even running for office and so forth. So everyone. <laughs> wow. Yeah. That is cool. I love how you do so many different things. I I don't even know how you have the time to do it all. <laughs> right? You know, it's just, I try to do it on Tuesdays and Thursdays. Um, I had a class earlier. It was just one of my, it's, it's the last like three months of a Meisner class that I'm in. And uh, he knew I had things to do today. So sometimes I'll just bounce out and I'll, I'll just tape everything back to back on Tuesdays and Thursdays. Gotcha. Sometimes people's schedules are off. So I do it like one day on a weekend but I just want enough content there. So I have time to right. do other things, you know? Yep. So like next week I'll schedule two to three interviews each day. And then there's stuff there for like three months. <laughs> right. Right. 
That is awesome. Um, And you crunch at the last minute, shit, I need guests. Oh my God. So yeah. I, yeah, exactly. I think I'm, I have enough for like a month's worth. I figured that's a good insurance, you know? Always have insurance of like a month. And it's just, like I said, it's a matter of booking guests and obviously like taking meetings for myself or other things. And it's just, it's a very busy life. So being me is a full-time job. And I, I had this boyfriend once who had this grand illusion. Okay. You're going to love this. <laughs> well, you know, why don't you do something normal? You know, you could like, you could, you could do something in healthcare. I said, let me tell you, being me is a full-time job. Okay. So don't ever say that. <laughs> and let, needless to say, you could only imagine how much longer that lasted. Ugh. Right. Well, I just came from healthcare. Um, my little 10 second backstory is I was doing social work. Um, okay. and I just quit that full-time corporate job at the end of April to do adult full-time. I was doing both for two, over two years. So <laughs> yeah, tough. I don't want to go back to healthcare. Yuck. <laughs> no, I mean, I, 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 um, I work with IV infusions briefly mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. and I know a lot of people that want them all the time. And I know like every company under the sun from LA to London to New York, I've worked as a consultant with those um, it just depends on the company. If I like you and I think you're actually going to listen, then you could buy my time. But if not, then you're not going to listen for, a, um, you know, to get input on someone that has experience with that, then don't waste my time right. or your money. It's that simple. Right. Uh, I run beauty events now and again. So we have, um, this pharmacy in Beverly Hills. We're doing the vampire facials, PRP, oh. microneedling for the face and also the scalp. If you want, it's three ninety nine. PRP injections, add-ons. So I just, I arrange those once a month with them. So that's sort of how I keep my, my own skincare up too, if that makes any sense. So I don't that's really know And so do, so do you, are you like an ambassador for them or is it your own company? No, it's really weird. I don't know what it is. Um, that pharmacy, I sent them a really good mobile IV infusion nurse and I've sent them a lot of customers that I know that want things. Mm-hmm. So I've always gotten taken care of there really well with NAD injections, with anything I want. Then I said, you know, since you're going to do facials in the back, why don't we do like a monthly thing? And I gave them a really amazing RN um, or an NP nurse practitioner who does them. And she's great. You know, even though it's a cheap price, I always like ask, I kind of tell people, you know, do you want to tip her on the way out? I think I'm one of the few people that tips her, but it's a cheap price because everywhere else they're so expensive and you, you don't get the same type of service as you do there. So I know my, as, hmm? my med spa that I go to, um, they do Botox parties. So I was thinking right. it's probably about the same kind of, um, sort of. business model. Yeah. What state are you in? I'm in Oregon. How about you? I'm in LA right now. Okay. So okay. I was, yeah, I was going to say, yeah, if you're in LA, come by next week. Uh, so I'm setting up something like this with someone in New York city as well and cool. in Paris. So it's not really anything. It's just me taking care of everyone else out there, but in kind of benefits me in a way. Cause right. I don't really have to pay for the service. <laughs> I am going to be in LA next week actually, but I don't think, I'm going to be there Wednesday through Friday, but I'm oh. so booked. I have a bunch of appearances to do. Um, Let me know but, the next time. You could always go in there for yeah. a B12 shot or NAD, and I will make sure you get set up with my price. Sounds good. I love that. I love that. Um, so 
you mentioned riding your motorcycles. Yeah. I, I feel like you and I have a lot in common. Actually, yeah. I'm, I'm not a wrestler have, or have I ever really followed wrestling. However, I yeah. raced motorcycles when I was a little girl. I <laughs> could tell. Were you doing flat tracks or something? Yes. Yeah, yeah, I love I go to flat tracks all the time in Paris. I like the hooligan races. I used to write for a motorcycle magazine, but I have a Vulcan 650. Wow. Um, it's a cruiser style Vulcan. It's matte black. And then I have um, a Ninja 400 ABS. It's a red one, candy apple red. And I keep that one in Europe. Um, uh, but then the the Ninja, I, I mean, the, the, the Vulcan I keep in LA. Okay. And occasionally, because I write for a magazine or was writing for one, I'm able to borrow a Ninja 400 ABS now and again. But to have it shipped from LA to Paris for oh. so much money, it was crazy. But that's that bike is it's registered there and it stays there for when that I go there. So cool. Yeah, it's important. Um, <laughs> did you ever race or anything when you were younger, or just nope. ride for pleasure? Nope, I, I did both, and then I also um, recently, actually, I'm planning in May, no, in March, to go to the tracks here to spend a day at the track. I'm friends wow. with a lot of the pro racers. Mm -hmm. And um, they're cute, by the way. So uh, they are. Um, I, I I wanted to work as an umbrella girl, you know, years ago, but it just didn't happen. And I think I think that's great. Uh, all the GP girls, all the umbrella girls, and clearly they feel comfortable doing that. So it's just mm -hmm. when you have this narrative of people who does not really who aren't working in that business saying, "Oh, well, they're they shouldn't be doing that. It's sexualizing them." Well, that's what it is. You know, mm -hmm. and that really, it's kind of ruined the industry in that respect. Um, when you have tourists, I call them, or civilians putting in their two cents. Right, but right. I love going to flat tracks. Shayna Texler is my favorite writer. Then there's this really hot British guy who's super tall and blonde. I forgot his name, um, but he's really cute. When I took a photo with him, I mean, he stood up pretty fast to take the photo and he was so tall and cute. Totally my type. But I think he's too old. He's probably 35, so he's way too old. <laughs> way too old for you? I call the 38-year-old he's too old. Come on. I mean, hey, you know, we have to have standards. And, you know, upkeeping yourself in this day and age could be expensive. But more mm -hmm. and more things are coming out. And this is what mm -hmm. I say to guys. You know, they have things for you, too. And you just have to do it because we're doing it. And if you don't want That's to, right. then you can't tell people what to do. Case closed. Right. Right. That's right. Um, interesting. I love that. Have you um, done any photo shoots with your bikes and stuff like that for magazines, biker magazines? Yeah, when I was 16. <laughs> you yeah, seriously now. Did. Um, now, no, I just, I have photos with the bike and Sports Bike yeah. uh, Inc., Sports Bike INC magazine. Um, uh -huh. I'm going to do one with the red bike. So I'll probably okay. shoot something early in January uh, with my friend Slava. Slava is an amazing photographer. So I think he's probably the only one that could ever get me to take my top off. He's the only photographer out there. I'm not going to do that, though. But he's the only person, if there is one person. If there is one that could convince you. Yeah, That's he's the awesome. only person. For some reason, it'll just come up like, hey, blah, 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 blah. Plus, he doesn't try to fuck his models. Oops. He doesn't try to sleep with his models either. So it's perfect. <laughs> That is good. Um, right? I, I bet you've gotten that a lot over your lifetime. Yeah. And then I usually tell them, remember Lorena Bobbitt? So yes. when they think about Lorena Bobbitt, it's like, yeah, never mind. I love your spunk and your sass. And um, 
the confidence. I just think it's amazing. I try. Most guys get scared. I was watching that Netflix series, Killer Sally. Have you seen that? I haven't. I don't ever have time to watch TV, I feel. you got to watch it. So like in the second or third episode, I was sitting there with a guy. And you see this one part where they're showing our, our some of our favorite girls of the 90s. You see Tanya Harding. Yeah. You see Lorena Bobbitt. I got all excited. I'm like, yes, the girls are on. Oh, my God, they're here. He just looked at me like, that's Lorena Bobbitt. I said, yeah, I know. The girls are out. This is amazing. It's like girls night out. You see Amy Fisher, who I'm not a fan of, but just Lorena and Tanya. They're my all-time favorite girls. So yeah, cool. needless to say, he didn't call me after that, but it's okay. Tanya <clears throat> lives down the road from one of my adult children, so. <laughs> oh my God. That's right. She's in Oregon. I want an autograph. She I just want to meet Tanya Harding. I got to meet her. I, you know, I have a funny little story about her. I was pregnant with my oldest son in 1994, actually. And I used to take these maternity water aerobics, you know, in the basement of a hospital and it was attached to a physical therapy. And right when Uh the whole thing exploded for her, she was in there getting physical therapy. (laughs) I never met her, but it's a funny story right when that whole, her whole career crashed, but. Um, yeah, yeah. So it's, it's crazy. Like a small world. It's really weird because like, I know people have had all these torn ACLs and they weren't ice skating the next day, like Nancy Kerrigan. I mean, what a little wuss she was. Seriously. I'm, I'm not glad someone got hurt, but I never liked her. I liked Tanya yeah. way back. I did too. She, uh, she, uh, brought herself up by the bootstraps. That's for sure. It's impressive. Yeah. Um, so some questions I like to ask my uh, guest is yes. we talked about skincare and maturing. And so how do you stay in shape? I mean, do you, I know you have your skincare regimen, which you force yourself to do, but mm-hmm. how about exercise staying in shape? It's a few things. And I'm glad you brought this up because I just had my first um, hormone pellet therapy. Okay which I'm a big, I'm a firm believer in them. And Biote was a company. Um, It hurt. I just took the bandage off yesterday. It should have come off two days before that. Um, But I felt like a total difference in my energy overnight. Like I do work out. I go to Pilates one or two times a week. Um, I'll go to the gym four times. I eat as I eat right. I have a lot of celery juice. Um, And it's basically the diet and the water, the hydration. Mm -hmm. I like to go to the gym and I think that mostly when you're past like 50, I believe that it's really with the hormones. And this is what really irates me. You have someone like Naomi Watts going out there pushing her line of menopause treatment. Like, who are you to say anything to anyone? It's not one size fits all. No. So then again, it's your thyroid panel. Then it's this and that. So I've been living off of compounded creams until I got my pellet. Pellet. I feel amazing. I have more energy now to have longer workouts. I take BCAA uh, apple flavored in my water to help like uh, push out, flush out water retention and also for electrolytes and um, Mm -hmm. to rebuild the muscle strength. I do a lot of pre-workout by C4. Then at night, I always take, uh, take a progesterone pill 
Let me tell okay. you, liquid melatonin knocks me out, so I can't do that anymore. But I like amino acids because uh, they it really helps burn the fat. And I'm not ashamed of my age. I'm not ashamed to say what I take because mm-hmm. I feel like there's so much misinformation out there. And yep. especially when you have celebrities pushing some stupid product called Stripes, which I did buy, by the way. It did nothing for me. But this is what's boosted my energy back up to go to the gym. So every three to four months, I have to like shell out $450, but it's really worth it. Um, I hate needles, by the way, but she just lidocaine me up. Then within seconds, it's like, okay, I don't even know what the scar looks like. I don't think there's a scar. I have to like, I have to look in the mirror later tonight. Work yourself up to look. Yeah. I know. I I work myself up to pull the bandage off. I'm like, ah, I started freaking out. Yeah, I haven't um, done really the hormone replacement yet, uh, uh, but I'm headed that way. I'm headed yeah. that way. And, you know, it's it just is what it is. And why would we not do something that would make us feel better, have more energy, that kind of thing? Um, how do you stay horny? That's what I want to know. You just answered it a second ago with the replacement therapy. Okay. And also something from my doctor, it's this prescription and she's in Beverly Hills. She's amazing. I love her. She's a goddess. Mm-hmm. Um, it's this, this cream, it's estradiol with mucolets. Um, that and the testosterone uh, do it for me. And of course, not looking at guys naked that are my age. There you go. <laughs> Unless they're hot and they're in shape. So yeah, another question I always like to ask, what is your kind of guy? What what floats your boat? The truthful one, if he's age appropriate, which is 30, you know, like closer to my age, uh, someone that has a career, if you have a job, that's fine, but I want you to have a purpose in life with a big picture because you can't be with someone like me or yourself for that matter. Look at you. I mean, and all the stuff you do, you it does not work that way. Um, yeah. someone that has ambition and going there and is there preferably someone that doesn't have young kids. Uh, we don't do that cause I'm not here to, I, I like someone has a passport cause I like to travel, can ride motorcycles. Mm-hmm. Um, and also someone funny and doesn't really care about anything with my past or what his family says, I- someone with some balls to stand up to me. Cause when I go mm-hmm. after you, I will go after you and I will rip you apart surgically with my verb, with my words. Uh, someone who supports everything I do and, oh God, if you snore, I will put a pillow on your face. So I don't like snore. Laura Desiree, she's like, yeah, I can't stand snoring. It's like a boisterous celebration of your sleep. And she's right. That's what it is. Yeah. If you're not going to roll on your belly or do something, we will mm-hmm. never get along. Light snoring is one thing. And, you know, I like tall blonde guys. I like big white guys. I like just tall blonde guys. Um, I don't like fat guys. I like guys that are in shape, but that's usually the type I go for now. And again, I've like dabbled with guidos, but it's not, yo, how you doing? So it's not, um, <laughs> the guidos. Hey, one of them tweeted at me yesterday. You should look at him. He's kind of cute. And he was tweeting at me from New Jersey. Oh, he looked good. I don't oh. know how old he was, but he had a, a ton of, uh, uh, he's like a silver Fox, but he looked cute. Oh, I like the silver fox. I'm kind of like on one end or the other. I want the silver fox, yeah. you know, or I want, you know, the younger. Yeah. I told the 38 year old he's too old. I told the 29 year old. They laugh all the time because it is funny. Now you say that to a woman as a guy, they'll get mad unless they're cool. Right. That's true. That's true. Um, and so 
what, given what you know now, your life, all these experiences you've had, what is one piece of advice you would give your 20-year-old self if you had it to do over again? Ah, don't marry the guitarist. <laughs> is that what you did? Oh, yeah. It was like a whole eight months. What a loser. I think he was an alcoholic and he just didn't know it and didn't do anything. So he didn't work. And uh, mm -hmm. yeah, it's like, could you just go back home to your parents' basement and go be a troll in Seattle somewhere? So he did. In oh, Snohomish, Washington of all places. So he went back. I know back that area. I grew up yeah. around the area so it's gorgeous there but they're so like his mom was the worst with her freaking violet violet rope violet beauregard hairdo from the charlie in the chocolate factory movie with johnny depp it was this short white bob i remember telling her look you freaking like washington wife or whatever they had just go into your basement and go like go bake pies or something <laughs> don't go googling <laughs> him, bitch <laughs> violet beauregard yes mm -hmm. Oh, I I just love your spunk. I think I've laughed more during this uh, podcast than any of my prior ones. I just love to tell it like it is. That's how I am as well. What's your sign? Um, I'm a Capricorn. Oh, okay. Yeah, I'm a, I'm a Scorpio. That's right. You're on Christmas. Yeah, I mean, it, it go here. You gotta laugh. If you're not laughing, then you're not living. And if you can't laugh at yourself, you've got absolutely nothing. Period. Yeah. Case closed. I, I talk to myself a lot too because it's the only way I get the right answers. So, you know, <laughs> you know if that's what it is, that's if that's what it takes, you have to do what it takes. And if that's what it is, sera, sera. So, yeah. <laughs> well, as we close out on this um, chat and interview, I always like to ask my um, guest to give us one granny panty tip. For this week. So if you had a tip for any, um, you know, it can be beauty, skincare, it can be anything. What's one tip that you'd like to give us? Don't wear underwear. No. Um, let's see. I thought you were going to ask what color underwear I was wearing. I was just going to say none. <laughs> <laughs> um, <laughs> well, who needs those? Uh, so let's see. Always invest in your skin. It's not a waste of money. And be mm -hmm. careful what you're putting on your body more than anything yeah. else these days. And last, I need the three tips, but just think for yourself. Think for yourself no matter where you are in life and whatever you feel is the best way to do something, you do it. Don't listen to other people around you, friends, because half the time when you have female friends, they're not always looking out for your best interests. You think they are. Right. But they don't want right. to see you in a successful relationship. They don't want to see you in a successful anything, but they're somehow still your friends. And that's the truth about right. human beings. <laughs> right. That is a good one. Yeah. I Someone uh, told me once, don't take advice from broke people. I mean, it kind of, it's kind of the same thing, you know? Um, so where can we find you? Where is the best place for our viewers to find you and support you and, and see what you have going on? At the Tiffany store. Now, uh, <laughs> <laughs> meet me over on Rodeo. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Um, so Jasmine, it's a uh, j twitter.com Jasmine St. Clair, J S M I N S T C L A I R E and Instagram.com forward slash the real Jasmine St. Clair and okay. crazy train with Jasmine St. Clair. That's uh, crazy with a K. 
on YouTube, Apple, Spotify, everywhere. Cool. And I'll link those too when, when this goes live so that they can just click and find you. Yeah. And my Shopify store. Yeah. And that's it. I, I don't know how to do websites, but I kind of set something up. I don't know how it looks. I don't want to know what it looks like, but people were buying stuff from there. I think it's all over the place, but it's me. What do you expect? <laughs> <laughs> I love that. Well, thank you so much for coming on and chatting with me. I feel very honored um, that you took the time. And I have enjoyed getting to know you. And I just love all the aspects of Jasmine. You <laughs> have so much um, to offer. And so I appreciate you being here. Well, thanks for having me. And message me if you're in LA next week. If you have time, it'll be great to meet you in person. So That would be awesome. Yeah. Thanks again. And have an amazing holiday. You too. Thank you. <laughs> Take care.